Hello. Hiya. What is good? And welcome back to Cliffhangers. We are Barney and Lukey from Truffle Pig Wigs, your favourite vivacious girls, gals who just live, love, laugh everything about drag. We're coming at you from London's dazzling East End with the unofficial, unrequested and unhinged Drag Race podcast. So we'll be screaming and yelling over as many seasons of Drag Race before we pass out. So grab yourself a Capri Sun and get yourself comfy. Just a little cliffhangers disclaimer. We are super fans of drag in all its forms and our number one rule here is that the only people getting laughed at should be us. Cliffhangers is here to uplift queer art and nothing we say is changing or discrediting that. Try as we might. He may be tall, but his dick is small. It's Barney. You heard it here first. She is the social dingleberry of East London. It is Lukey Luck. How are you doing, Luke? I'm kind of getting that Sunday depression feeling when you know it's work the next day. You can't enjoy your Sunday because I know it's the last episode next week. So I'm kind of sad before it's even happened. I cannot believe that we're not getting to see the finale in... Well, ideally, where would you be? I'd be in a packed glory, sweating it out. Although, last time we went to see something live, I went down the K-hole and there were just loads of birthday parties during the screening, talking over everything, screaming and shouting. And we were just literally wanting to glass them. So I think in the comfort of my own home for now is fine. That is true. Shout out to the unbearable heterosexual people that had the (laughs) audacity to shout and scream over Drag Race. Yeah, ideally... Part of the magic of Drag Race for me is being shoulder to shoulder with my queer family, sweating and screaming. It, for some reason, I always just think of like watching it in a bar. Everyone is dripping with sweat. I don't know why. <laughs> just out of fear, out of panic. Is our fave going to go home? Maybe it's tears. But Probably. that's a big part of Drag Race for me. So it's been it's been difficult. But one week to go, gals. One week. And then who knows where uh, cliffhangers will take you next. Will it be UK? Will it be Australia? (laughs) Will it be America? Will we take a six-month hiatus? Who knows? Previously on Drag Race, (laughs) the Divas did stand up. Bimini came out on top. Ahura and Taysa are in the bottom. And sadly, our favourite little whore angel, Ahura, left us to go and get dick down. Feel up your shit. Just want her back. (laughs) I Right, first of all, we need... Can we talk... We need to talk about all this jiggery pokery with a horror. Did you see on on the interwebs? There's a lot of a lot of uh, I was going to say tea that has been spilt, but then oh, I realised. Oh, mama! Uh, no, there's a lot of shit been going down. So first of all, how dare we get robbed from the fact that actually her leaving line was she came back and she went with Lawrence. How come someone don't know how to flush the toilet after they've taken a shit? Well, it was fucking one of yours. Yes. Gustin! <laughs> she did arguably the most iconic internet meme line ever and they cut it out. Disgusting. I don't think. Cut it out. But the most interesting secret of them all is that they have to clear, if anyone's ever mentioned on the show, they have to clear it with the person. I guess it's kind of like um, a contractual thing. And they called up Ahura's nan and played her what Ahura had said in the comedy challenge. And it was Ahura's nan that refused to have it on TV and got it beeped out. Yeah. So actually, Ahura got sent home by her own blood. <laughs> and she was like, do you remember on the, on the runway? She was like, um, actually, my nan is like super filthy. Like, we speak like this all the time to each other. And then to find out, actually, the nan was like, not on telly, we don't. That's between you and me. Not on the beep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just absolutely devastated. You don't need to hear me say it anymore. 
can't can't believe we've seen her go. Cannot believe that our top four, the United Kingdoms, won't we won't get to see a finale performance of it. But but luckily for them, they're already booked in on the UK tours and UK tours. Three hours sold out. Yeah, read it and wait, bitch. So yes, moving on. We are after a horrors elimination. First things first, Amaryllis. I thought Ellie's blue tear stains were gorgeous. Absolutely <laughs> stunning. They were like on. They were like a Galliano it's little like, detail. Pierre yeah. Very that. Very Italian Vogue. Very. Uh, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I didn't know. I've never heard this before, and I hope that this is going to be on t-shirts. Taste the Tasmanian Devil Energizer Bunny. Loved that. <laughs> That needs to that needs to go on some merch. That's a nineties style tattoo of ever I saw. Hundred percent, <laughs> a little road runner going down your bum crack. <laughs> I honestly cannot believe Lawrence is still going on about this <laughs> shit. When I, I was like, but what if it was me? So what if it was you? Like, do you would have gone home, bitch? Yeah, like where does all this like sort of sisterly like lack of sisterly sisterlessness just yeah i just cannot well i thought that was the actual real crux of the situation i was so glad that she said that when she was like what if it was me it was like well that's really what we're coming down to isn't it yeah because you can't be this hot just because a whore is yeah yeah (laughs) the reason you're so hot is because you thought actually i was quite shit last week and to be fair it could have been me that he sent home so actually it was it was yeah, he just that worried he's not going to be the number one Scottish queen. What I thought was really fucking funny, though, is that, like, when I was kind of ish on, not on Lawrence's side last week, but, like, I did understand where she was coming from. And then what you forget is that, obviously, it, this is the next episode, but actually it's just, like, ten minutes later. So when she started up again, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? A are week, you joking me? A week later and she's still going on about this shit as if like all this time has passed and she just can't let it go. And oh no, like, but don't worry, that is also true. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then this time when she brought it up again, I was like, behave. Like you've got to let this go for your own sanity. And you would think that'd be the last time. No, 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 no. Just wait to watch the rest of the episode. Whenever anyone is like having an argument or like getting heated and then they end it with hen. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, how fucking dare you, honey? Like, what? No. It takes all the sting out of it, doesn't it? Well, it's like um, just doing a little exclamation mark at the end of a text makes it just like, if it was feeling prickly, this is a softener for you. Absolutely. My favourite thing that was there was just getting to see that vulnerability and softness and humbleness from taste. If you notice the lifted lace all around her temples, that was nice to see. Wow, you're really bringing that up on the pod. Yeah. Wow, okay. (laughs) So... It is a new day in the workroom and it is the top four. Did you see it very quickly showed three bejeweled little finger wave-esque wiglets? And I was thinking, did Joe Black leave half our wardrobe here? I thought this exact same thing. And I th- I was trying to work out who it could possibly be. And I thought maybe, I feel like I've seen Bimmers in a in a finger wave and maybe it's hers. But there were three of them. <laughs> We'll yeah. put a pickup. Maybe the ghost of the ghost of JB never leaves. Yeah, maybe she's haunting that, dra- that drag race <laughs> workroom. I just love as well now that we've got um, we're really seeing the girls' characters because I just love that like taste. Whenever anyone's coming for them, you can bet your bottom dollar that taste will just be screaming with laughter like hyena. He makes every situation so much worse. Just like someone will say something, he's just like nah! <laughs> in the background. She is the poorly D of drag. <laughs> truly, truly, and also as well. What about Bimini? Suddenly coming at through with all these. Now that she's feeling very secure with that crown, she's mm. coming through with all these zingers. She said, uh, "It's time to rely on talent." Looking directly in Ellie's eyes, which feels very Lawrence, very pointed, uh, very <laughs> pointed. Um, and then she was like, uh, "It's time to 
do it. And badges won't be won again at Ellie. <laughs> Fuck it, hell. Come on, Bims. We're finally getting her villain origin story. <laughs> One thing I will say about Ellie Diamond is she seems really light and positive. Like, after Lawrence Cheney coming for her ear, nose and throat constantly, and she sent home uh, a horror, which is obviously going to be tough. What? She didn't send home a horror? But, but a the, horror yeah, didn't do hilariously, and RuPaul sent her home. Yeah, I know, I know, but she... Everyone needs to keep but everyone, saying the, that. The, the, the narrative, the production sure. story that they've built up is That is not is my narrative, like, <laughs> Ellie. Um, and, and, but I think actually she was like kind of having a lull, being quite light about it, and I thought that's, that's a good way to go in. Uh, I very much enjoyed Rue's video message with uh, all the dropping of the EastEnders puns. And yeah, I've got yeah, to say, yeah. some were pretty good, granted... <laughs> I used to watch EastEnders so religiously when I was younger. Like, it was such a thing. And I n- now haven't seen it for maybe 20 years. Yeah, like, I w- used I, to watch it in what I think is the glory days with when all the Slaters came. Patsy Palmer. Tiffany and stuff. Okay. Yeah, all of that. Sanjay and Gita. But I feel like I haven't watched it in any of the ones that are the more pop culture moments. Like, actually, you know, I saw Yes, I Am. I think I lost I interest because there was no Batman in it. Was, or, did I make this up or was Dr... Dr. Truman about Batman in the end? Or did he get with Cat Slater? Because that is... Well, I don't know. There was, I feel like there was no gaze in it. And then I was like, what is there here for me? Apart from Pam St. Clement. Come on, behave. The original. The original Ziva. <laughs> and then Rue comes in looking like Dave Chappelle's crackhead character. <laughs> I am putting a picture up because I thought, can I say that? And actually, when I looked by the side by side, I was like, there's no way I can't say it. I... I let out a laugh as soon as he came in. I was like, why is he dressed like me in the queue at Hot Topic? Like, he's got like a beanie, like p- placed on the side, a H&M beanie, no less, placed on the side of his head. And I was like, he's very much serving you Prince Philip glam. He looks like he's about three seconds away from dying. Just like, what? Like, what is going on? Like, who is styling him? And I can't believe that they go so hard on, on the lighting and the makeup, obviously, when he's on the main stage as in in drag. But then when he comes in the workroom, they just like wheel him in in anything. And like, they could have throw a bit of concealer under the old girl's eyes. She hasn't slept in days. Put some CC cream. I know. I've got a theory though. I reckon when they came back, Rue's suitcase got lost and they'd just been having to... <laughs> well, they didn't have any budget to mud- buy many clothes. some stuff together. <laughs> yeah, they spent all the budget on... Just had a, had a rummage Natalie down... Cassidy. Had a rummage down at the agent. Yeah. For a couple of elasticated <laughs> waistbands. Um, each look... Every single week gets more and more confusing for me, but yeah. I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> uh, so the mini challenge this week is the Puppet Bitch Fest. And why? Because everybody loves puppets. They do. <laughs> do you think there's anything random about this, about the doling out of them? Or have they just got old Alan Carr hidden in the box passing girls puppets at production have chosen for them? Interesting. I've never thought about that before. Um, I imagine, I would think probably it's not that deep. Like they just get who they get, but actually the fact that Lawrence got Lawrence Ellie. got Ellie, and I yeah. feel like things like that have happened in the past. Like, yeah, 100%, oh, Quinky Dink, Darian Lake, and Bendela. Darian yes. Lake got Bendela, yes, didn't yes, he? Yes, and it was yes, like yes. Mm, that's definitely been set up. Um, I always think that I'm going to love this mini challenge much more than I do because I think actually, like once you've done the reading challenge, you're essentially just like reading someone again with yeah. a puppet do you know what I mean so I feel like actually you've probably lost a bit of heat by this point um how, how did you think they did on the puppets I really liked Tace's puppet they, I thought it was really cute the way they recreated her jacket. the puffer yes yeah, <laughs> thank <laughs> you not even as a puppet you're a fashion killer okay see so ya I love that um, Ellie was like, oh no, Lawrence has got me. I'm scared she might be a bit personal. It was like, you think? (laughs) 
You, she is savage to you without the guise of a puppet. Yeah. Like, without a fucking fist up your arsehole. I thought Ellie's was okay. She had the kind of fast talkingness of, of oh, taste, but you could just see in Rue's eyes, like, Rue cannot understand what you are saying. Not one single word of your, like, Scottish does. I would have loved to see sort of like Welsh. Lawrence, Ellie, uh, Tace, and Ginny Lemon, just like all like talking really fast, just doing this challenge and just like <laughs> nodding along, like, sure. I, I thought this challenge, rather than a reflection on the girls, I thought maybe this challenge is just a bit played out. And that actually okay. it's like, it's not different enough from the reading challenge. And especially when you've just done a comedy challenge and you're like essentially roasting people, I just think like it's not different enough and you could probably fill it with something else. Yeah. I thought it was weird considering that later on Bimini mentions that her mum is Scottish, that she couldn't do Lawrence's <laughs> accent for love nor money. I would love to hear Ellie Ellie's version of Tace's Welsh accent again as well, because I was like, this is mental. Yeah, Rue had no idea what was But I did think on. it was good that Lawrence can... I don't know whether this was a, a bit affected and a bit put on, but I thought she really can laugh at herself. And I think if you're a big bitch, as Lawrence is, I think you the, the thing that softens it is if you can be like, I am stupid, please laugh at me. And mm. I felt like she was given that energy. Yeah, well, she did let us know that that's kind of how she stopped the bullies was by being able to kind of so find often is comedy. So that's often how you is. get through me, isn't it? <laughs> you bitch! <laughs> I'm just trying to laugh. So, Bim Bimmer is the winner of the mini challenge. Um, then RuPaul reveals that the maxi challenge this week will be acting in Boost Enders. Very exciting. Very exciting. I want to do an EastEnders acting challenge. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Um, yeah, straight away I was like, this is so quintessentially British, but also really fucking ties into drag as well. What springs to mind is when they did Downton Abbey, it's like, rather than there be like really iconic separate characters, I don't, I mean, I don't actually watch it, but I don't it's, it's more of like a general everyone's posh and old. Whereas with EastEnders, there's so many standout, like amazing characters that with four people, you know, I can name 10 really fucking amazing characters to play. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're just, it's got the range. So the characters are Scat Slater, <laughs> Thought Bottom, Karen Bitchell and Phyllis Bitchell. Who would you have wanted? Oh, I knew you were going to ask this question. I think I would have wanted the Phil Mitchell character mm. just because to me, there's nothing funnier than a beautiful woman playing ugly. So I think I'd want that. Interesting. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I would definitely want Scat Slater, but who I'd actually want would be Pat Butcher. I oh, think. 100%. I also, as well, as soon as they came out in that necklace, I the first thing I did was like Google. I was like, huh, do, is this on sale anywhere? <laughs> Scat necklace. I was like, need to buy this. I died when Taste was like, rough and ready. Have you seen Lawrence? Rough. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Lawrence was the only choice for the Phyllis Truly. Taste is the queen of, like, sh sugary sugary shade. Do you know what I mean? Like, nothing she says seems that offensive, because she says it all with a smile. It was way too easy for them to dole out the parts, and I think that's a real testament to how good they all are. First of all, I thought it was a good script and there was good characters, but also the fact that they were all just like, yeah, I could do this, I could do this, and it all just really came with ease, I thought really showed that they're all really sitting in, in confidence at the moment. Mm-hmm. Because quite often in the American one, when it gets to this sort of level, people are freaking out that like the slightest bad character choice and you're out. Oh well, yeah, making them do auditions in the US, which I actually <laughs> love. Oh my, well, it's always been your dream to just audition a full show, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
um, to be your to get your X Factor fantasy. <laughs> but can we talk about Bimini's breastplate? <laughs> Why are they so aggressive? Why are they? They're like two stuck on cement bread rolls. They're like torpedoes. <laughs> and I also loved as well that um, I saw a side by side of Ginny in in a breastplate and taste in a breastplate and they're two different ones both Bimini's and she's got like them in two different sizes like a sort of like nice D cup that's just aggressively sticking out and then like an F cup that's sticking out it's like fucking hell like, so what was tasting the more modest one the more modest the more demure the way she was slapping them about as well that is literally uh, what men do with tits I <laughs> can't relate no <laughs> Then the dolls and the divas are gathered around the telly for a soap opera masterclass with HRH, Natalie, Sonia, Cassidy. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's Sonia. She's an handsome woman, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought she gave good advice. I thought she was I, fun. One of the first things I wrote was zero useful tips. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was fun, but... It just crapped me up. It's like getting fine dining cooking lessons from Ronald McDonald. Hey, she is an actress. She's working actress more than you are, Barney. Truly. Well, <laughs> now there's the tea. Someone's getting hired in a pandemic. Um, one thing I'm absolutely obsessed with is that the US got Anne Hathaway. Yeah. And then we got her and I wish they'd swapped them around. I would have liked to see the American queens. Uh, Sonia pops up on their screen and they're like, uh, what? Yeah, cut to that rosé in the confessional. Oh my God, I love Natalie Cassidy. Oh my God, she's my favourite. So excited. I grew up watching her. Mm, we don't, we don't think. Um, I'd, and also I love that like it was, Anne Hathaway was like in, you've caught me at this moment in full glam uh, in my Bel Air mansion. And Sonia was like, here I am at the kitchen table with me shredded wheat in the background. <laughs> she's a girl's girl. She she actually is a girl's girl because, as she said, she said some lovely lesbian storylines. Exactly. I like that she said masterclass in inverted commas. Like, even <laughs> the the sheer introduction of her as an acting teacher was a joke. I wish they had called it an aster class. Get your mind out of the gutter, Lukey. They're trying to learn the fine art of theatre. <gasps> Um, I just love that also that she, for an actress, she has zero vocab to discuss any of these things. It was literally like hearing someone teach acting that has never acted before in their life. She's like, I'm going to give you um, an emotion, be it. Well, she's got to talk in layman's terms, isn't she? Wow, is that what the kids are calling it these days? Layman's. (laughs) Um, I just, I absolutely love this whole section because I just thought this is classic British drag. Our old girl popping up. Making them say stupid shit and then leaving. I thought, this is fantastic TV, isn't it? Um, And then we head over to, what was the pub called? The Queen Dick. Which (laughs) was like, you've got me, take my money, I'm sold. Yeah. Uh, We head over to the Queen Dick for the filming of Beastenders. First of all, you're going to say, oh, I loved Michelle's hair. Well, no, first of all, I have to point out that here's where I felt like an absolute fucking idiot because I've only just realised that Michelle must be wearing wigs on the judging panel. Why did I assume it was her natural hair? What? Why? Because Why? in on right now she has a ponytail and just has the the silver highlights coming from the pony, not at the hairline. But whenever she's on the judging, the silver is at the hairline, meaning those heads are not the same. But so you didn't notice either. No, but are you talking about right now? As in like in her Instagram photos and stuff. I'm talking about right now on the Beastenders set. Why wouldn't I not think that Michelle might be wearing wigs? <laughs> on a drag show? Yeah, that's ridiculous. 
Um, so that put me in my place, and I'm in now. Finally. I guess in turn putting you in your place because you didn't even realise. I don't. I don't see her like that. I just see the beauty for what it is. I just take it. I don't question. You know, whatever helps you sleep at night. Um, but loved Michelle's hair. Yeah, <laughs> wig or not, <laughs> wig or not. I can't believe how fucking good they all looked. As soon as I saw all four of them, I was like, they all look so incredible. And I wonder whether they were told to bring an EastEnders outfit. I don't think anyone has that dot cotton set up just knocking about in their home. True. I was very into the Phyllis outfit. It's the polar neck. Oh, Shiny yes. coat and chain. I was like, I'd wear that. Yeah, and it was like a weird sort of like chin length like Cluedo cards <laughs> yeah <laughs> very very into that um and I just thought that this is like costume done well it's like I would look at them all and be able to tell that they were in EastEnders apart from taste maybe straight away I was like oh not Lawrence cracking under the pressure again I can't watch it I find <laughs> it too um too stressful yeah, it's just, like an out of body experience yeah I just, and I thought straight away as well you can't even like get, it wasn't even like he had time to work himself up before he was freaking out. And it's I was like, oh. Like, Are you astral projecting to a reality in which you're good at comedy challenges? Because- oh! <laughs> oh, wow. Is she funny in Scotland, but not, it doesn't really translate well? Because there has, this is now what, like the like sixth opportunity for her to be funny that she hasn't been funny in. And she is a comedy queen. She's so funny in her like talking heads and but stuff. But who called, did she ever claim to be a comedy queen? Or is that what people have told her because they laugh at her when she's like talking to them? Has she ever claimed to be a comedian? Well, I mean, yeah, first of all, how about we stop fucking boxing them up to be, we'll speak Put about this later. Take her out, take we'll, a shot him. We'll speak about this later because the limitations that you place on a queen, but what what I'm talking about more is that like, she is super fucking funny all the time until she gets into a challenge. So why can't she translate that talent into being funny when she needs to be? Yeah. It's, it's stress. Well, it's because everyone is always like, ha ha, you're so funny. And then it's like, oh shit. I have to be funny now. And then that's all she can think about. Also, as my fellow thespians know this more than anything, it was absolutely fucking terrifying. Any actor knows this exact moment when you're having a conversation with someone and you can look into their eyes and that you can tell that they don't know what their their lines. Mm. And when she looked at Ellie and she was looking at her and she was just panicking so much and she was like staring through her because you knew that she didn't know her lines when they do that i first of all i really don't agree with ellie blaming lawrence because if you know your lines you know your lines the only thing that's difficult is if they're fucking up the like um order of the lines and stuff so that's that was weak dick energy to be like oh i don't know what i'm doing because lawrence is fucking up i get that it can fuck up your energy a bit but um but what is terrifying is when someone looks at you and they are like projecting their panic onto you because then you're like oh we're going down uh, I, my favourite bit was when Bimini and Taze were just like plotting and scheming side of stage like cockney witches. <laughs> yeah. They were just uh, brewing over a cauldron yeah. like how they're going to get that double <laughs> double crowning win. They're doing it for London. Oh, please. Um, it's so frustrating to watch like people bomb when you know that they're going to be good. And you could see with, I think what's so different with difficult with Lawrence was that She'd have like glimpses when you're like, you're fucking great. Mm. And then she'd panic and be shit. And then it was like that. It was a bit like the um, Shakespeare challenge when it was just like, you could see that it was like just a snowball effect that as soon as people start panicking and as soon as people start like freaking out that like then everyone's, it changes the dynamics of the room. 
But didn't fucking change it for Tate and Bimini, though, did it? Which is why, how very dare, later on. But we'll get on to that. <laughs> um, but at this point, I did think in my head, I was like, well, this is it now. I was like, Lawrence and Ellie are going to be in the bottom and Lawrence is going to send Ellie packing. And how about that for TV? How about that indeed? Or even worse, Ellie will send Lawrence packing. <laughs> I really liked it when... Um, Lawrence was like fluffing over the lines and then Bimini was just like stuck in this like crazy like twisted pose and face (laughs) at the bar just all I can see is thighs and face we have now moved into elimination day and the dolls have received letters from home oh come on how would you feel from I feel like you'd be given taste energy well if you got a letter from home I just thought yeah it's so refreshing to see taste and Lawrence not cry (laughs) although one thing that I did think is I want to see some tears from taste just because I thought it would kind of be a bit beautiful. What, take her down a peg? <laughs> no, but actually, I thought one thing that you can really tell with taste, which actually may in turn nearly made me cry, was that such a testament to when you just have supportive parents. Like hearing her parents, she's obviously so close with her parents, and hearing them just and and then she also said as well, they've supported everything I've ever done yeah. and just been like, be you. And so hearing that. Her reaction kind of made me believe that that's the sort of thing that she hears all the time. So she was like, oh, it's just my parents like loving on me. It's cool. So that's why she didn't cry. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it didn't really feel very high stakes for her. Um, But I, as soon as Bimini started crying, I was like, oh, you've got me. You've got me. (laughs) Always Bimini bringing up the important conversations, just talking about like how important it is for queer kids to have support of their family. Like, if you're a parent, is that not what you'd want to see? Like being like, regardless of how you feel about the sissies getting dressed up, like... Wouldn't you be like, yeah, I want to I want to show my kid that I'm like fully in support of everything they do. I loved being reminded of the word kutch because it reminded me of the valleys when the girls got sheeps tattooed on their foo-foos. Ah, Check out the valleys if you haven't. <laughs> it's basically like an even more rowdy version of Geordie Shaw. Yeah. I'd love to see a valleys taste crossover, to be honest. Yeah. The valleys. When, it, when they were like, oh, here's a photo of Lawrence with his mum. I was like, I'm sorry to this man. I, I do not know this man. <laughs> Who was that person in the photo? They showed a photo of Lawrence when they were about 14. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... I just really wish Ellie could have taken a lint roller to that cap before wearing it on TV. <laughs> I, I also love that when the letter was being read out for Lawrence, it was like, remember everyone who ever doubted you and said that you would never succeed. It was like, all right, thanks, mum. Yes, like, hey, Karen, <laughs> reminding you to keep that venom going. Imagine if your mum was like, and uh, Barney, remember, um, you bloat when you stress eat and our side <laughs> of the family doesn't deal with wheat well and remember you're on telly. Do you know what I mean? Like, just like, really like, you're actually supposed to be building me up here. She's oh, like, I, I thought it was more kind of like, remember those fuckers that doubted you like oh just bug off maybe it, it was but the way it was like read out was a bit more like and do you remember that like actually loads of people didn't think you were going to be anything <laughs> so, um but did you mum i call shade very uh, nice of the girls to shout out your mum's house and scott whippy on the b but bring it to your mum's house mum's house <laughs> shout out the nest oh my god if you grew up uh in east london from i would say when, when what year do you think that started 2013, no 2013. Uh, if you've ever been, didn't it start as well at Punk? Yeah, yeah, me and Anita did burlesque there. What? Absolutely mental. A part, <laughs> a, a staple of queer nightlife, your mum's house um, for East London. Absolutely fucking fantastic. What about when Ellie rubbed Taste's eyebrows, who which I assume were glued down? How very, the sabotage. <laughs> I, that. I call shade. Do you know what? That actually made me kind of foam at the mouth a bit because... 
I don't know about Tace. Tace is a nub queen, isn't she? She's just got a No, ti- she's got full brows. I'm sure she's just t- a tiny little front bit. Well, just then she had the full thing across. I was but like, I think she'd drawn on her brows. That's why it was even shadier. Because why you, would you draw on boy brows to then do makeup for girl brows? Because she they were she draws on her boy brows. She's a nubbing queen, but then she'll draw on the tail as a boy. But then why would she be annoyed if Ellie rubbed them off when she's like about to get up in the makeup? I thought the whole thing was that she had like messing up her glued down brows. <gasps> well, I mean, either way, don't <laughs> fuck with my brows. Like any brows to me are the number one worst thing about doing drag. I hate doing them, um, and. If such so, that on the beeb in a competition, honestly, I don't that's think. fighting talk. <laughs> We're just going to take a quick break, so see you on the flip side. Oi, Maggie! What do you want? I've seen you walking up and down the market all day, thinking you're all that. I ain't doing this with you, Keith. Not today. That ain't even your hair. Yes, it is. I bought it from Truffle Pig Wigs. It's my era. I bought it. Wig. Get yourself a Truffle Pig Wig. You too can get yourself a lovely lace front wig from trufflepigwigs.co.uk. Use code Cliffhangers for 15% off. 15% off. That's right. Stare and gawk if you want to. Because I didn't just become a little bit of a pig. I became a total truffle pig. It's that time again when we give a shout out to another incredible business here on Instagram and on the World Wide Web. And this week it is No Basic Bombshell who make amazing um, like statement jewellery. They do a lot of like amazing laser cut work, which you may have seen on the Queens. I've seen a whore and taste rocking some... Uh, gorgeous ones and also bimini and barbs they also do this range of incredible like geode earrings i'm sure you've seen them they are hot 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 on insta at the moment i'm seeing them all around um and they are absolutely gorgeous so yeah go head over to no basic bombshell and go show them some love Hope you gals are hydrated and moisturized um we are back 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 again and ready to talk the main stage Okay. okay, now that we've started to really notice RuPaul's appearance and stuff. Can you believe what in the ice skating madness was going on? I really don't like it, Kath. So first of all, you've worn those shoes and that hair before. <laughs> first of all. Call it out. Are you joking me? It's literally a bit of black lycra and then a scrap end of some sequin. That is without literally. A nothing, without a hem. She has double fucked us. Front and rear. Because that is, not only is she just wearing a leotard on stage, she's got a bit of fabric wrapped around it. It's just a leotard with a piece of fabric. I really hate it, Cathy. Is she having a laugh with us? Um, Something's going on. Uh, do you know what I think, though, which very unrightly so and very annoyingly, she's like, I think she's like, I've earned my stripes. I don't need to dress up. But it's I've like, earned my shit. You don't need to dress up. But remember that you demand that all of the queens that come on that runway spend thousands and thousands of pounds and have so much creative energy going to everything that they bring otherwise they get sent home if you're the biggest most famous and richest drag queen in the world like when you can't even look better than these queens that you're having a go at you have access to literally all the resources you could just be like okay i'm just gonna 
get a designer to design absolutely everything rather than these fucking little disco dance costumes that you rock it well, they look like I mean, something you'd get like on ebay for like nine pounds hundred percent they are literally like you know like the the house girl city the boring costumes yeah i love them they literally look like them like As just if she wishes girl. they look like them They're fucking <laughs> you <sick>. can never <laughs> um yeah i'm uh, i I'm, I'm lost as to what's going on there what was the reason and then joined by michelle graham and mickey i can't believe the audacity after we were getting so hopeful in the WhatsApp, but like, oh, speculation, who could it be? Letitia oh, Dean, June yeah, Brown. Literally any of them. S- Jesse Wallace. So exciting. They could have literally... And also, like, all of them faded starlets. They would have hopped up on to be a guest judge in a second. I thought maybe it was like a bubble thing at first, but if Graham's on every other week, he certainly ain't bubbling up with the fucking cast of Drag Race. No, 100%. And it wasn't even Danny Dyer, because I looked in the credits. It was just like someone doing a Danny Dyer... I reckon someone pulled out last minute and they were just like, we need to do something comedy with it. But still... Still still waiting. Yeah, but still, bring in fucking Natalie Cassidy. Exactly. She ain't doing much. Even just on like a screen again, like she could just be there. Um, Didn't like that. Didn't find it funny as well, didn't... No, not one Uh, time did I find it funny. Yeah, and also like Pam St. Clement. Is she still alive? I hope so. I think she might be dead. We'll have a check. Is she still... Um, I felt like RuPaul tried so hard to say Graham rather than Graham. Graham. (laughs) And yes, Graham Norton. Um, I thought this week as well, um, Graham Norton, I don't know how old he is. I never ask a lady's age, but he's really managed to keep a trim little physique on him, hasn't he? Tight little bod. Yeah, absolutely tight little bod. I thought, congrats, Graham. Not that we applaud keeping a tight little physique, but I just just noticed he's got a real, the body of a little, little gymnast. Both him and Alan Carr are much better judges than Rue and Michelle for me. And much better than I gave them credit for and kicked off about their inclusion when we first found out about it. Oh, how embarrassing for us. I know. I was literally foaming at the mouth. I was like, if you don't get Jodie Harsh on there, I am going to tear this place down. Two old white men. Yeah, I was like, Lily Savage. Yeah, literally like foaming. But they are actually fucking fantastic. Yeah. So if anything, get rid of Michelle. On the runway this week, we have... Panto Dames. So what would your look have been? Well, I actually really struggled with this because, uh, first out, first of all, I want to call out that I believe um, when they send the list out for Drag Race, they are willingfully obtuse. But then quite often you find out that actually then what they label it as on the runway is a bit different. Mm-hmm. And I think what you can see from this is that um, they asked them to bring pantomime drag, mm. not Panto Dame. Yeah. Because there's just no way that Taste would have not brought a dame if they'd asked for a dame. I don't think. That just seems stupid. So I think that I would have done completely different if they would have asked for Panto rather than Panto Dame. Give us both of what you got. Oh, okay. Quickly. Well, yes. <laughs> um, Panto Dame, to be honest, not inspiring at all to me. I just thought that I would have done a huge, like, overtly padded, like, pannier, like, double hip, um, almost like a tabletop. Uh, like widow twanky and i would have just done it all in primary colors i would have done a big one of them wigs where you know like it's sort of like a huge bun on top and then two huge buns on the side mm. like just like super cartoony ridiculous ugly drag um and maybe like and then i would have done as well like loads of like magic tricks i would have mm. like you know like widow twanky's always like pulling things out and i would have yeah. done that and just done the stupidest uh panto dame ever but 
again, not very inspiring. And if it was panto, I was thinking maybe I'd do like a, um, maybe do like a panto horse. And just like come on and just have like a full like costume. Full ass out. Just yeah. Like the front half. <laughs> like a full, I mean, whatever it was, it would be fucking stupid. Yeah. And it wouldn't be glam at all. What about you? Um, well, my first thought was like one of the ugly sisters. Yeah. So yeah, like massive panniers. So no <laughs> like very kind of based on like French revolution, like shapes. So like massive, 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 like the biggest wig yeah. in the world. Um, massive, massive hips. And then just all the most like contrasting and clashing like colours, patterns and materials just be like the most garish thing. Like maybe even a prosthetic nose, that like, big wart, just like yeah. an abomination, basically. 100% like as ugly as possible. Mm. Um, I also 100% need to give a shout out to, if you haven't seen Sister Sisters uh, Panto Dame on Insta, which was... And Ahoras was really and good. And Ahoras, yeah. I thought both of them like absolutely smoked it. Mm. I thought they were, if I'd seen them on the runway, I think I probably would have gone crazy because I thought they were both brilliant. And Ahora as well, I like her caption that she was sort of like, oh, look, I'm really like stepping outside of my bubble because she actually did look kind of gross. Like, <laughs> not gross, but like she looked kind of, uh, it's just, sh- it's almost shocking to see yeah, her. Yeah, it wasn't not, like not- makeup artistry. Yeah, 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 it's almost <laughs> shocking to see her do sort of like non-glam makeup. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh wow like she uh it's i thought that she'd give you more of an ellie diamond like oh it's got whispers of panto but it's mm. still beautiful but actually she went i thought she out of all of them really gave you like dame yeah. like i'm putting on face paint with my fingers mm. uh, which was great um so first up we have lawrence cheney uh and what did you think of lawrence well, she was giving us pastel panto queen realness, a.k.a. widow wanky. <laughs> uh, I really like the, like, the accessories, because that's very panto, isn't it? Like, you can yeah, tell exactly big, this woman works bobbin. in a sewing shop yeah. or whatever. But I thought the makeup wasn't right. That's was just her normal makeup. Like, panto, well, let me tell you, you wouldn't be able to see those eyebrows 10 rows back at the Queen's Theatre Barnstable. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. The whole point of panto makeup is that it is garish. Yeah, you need like to be able to see to the face yeah. from like the back of the theatre. Yeah. So yeah, pastel eyebrows aren't really going to help. I thought as well, like, was it that different from her usual... She does camp drag. Yeah, so it was it's just basically like, the same. It was, her makeup was like very glam and vampy do you know what i mean she was doing sort of like glampy yeah very glampy but sort of like lovely berry toned eye and my my biggest problem with it was that she did lovely like mint vintage waves it was like that's not remotely i wouldn't call it lovely vintage waves it was just kind of up at the front and out at the sides but it was in it was waves that's why the wig was waved (laughs) (laughs) uh but do you know what i mean like that that doesn't scream panto dame to me. I don't think of like a panto dame as being glam. No. And I just thought that was the first, seeing her face, seeing her makeup and her wig come around the corner and just being like, if you cut her head off, you would not be able to tell that she was a, in supposed to be doing panto dame at all. That could literally just be like plonked on any of her runways. Uh, just quickly, do we need to big up the whole idea of British pantomime for the fact that they have women playing men and women and men playing women and that's always just been a thing because they always have a young girl playing like prince charming or something i don't know whether this is actually true or whether this is like a old wives tale but the term drag comes from shakespeare which means dressed as girl dressed resembling a girl 
dressed resembling a girl. Mm. I mean, here we go already. Already Chinese <laughs> whispers about what it. What yeah, it means. but yeah, um, I think it's one of those ones that is a bit too convenient to be true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I've also read that it comes from Polari, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Come uh, on then, how many truffles for uh, Cheney? I put. I put if they didn't have the bloomers on, which were barely visible, but the leg was bloomed. <laughs> um, I I wouldn't have even really. This could have been any of her campy drag. So I, put, I gave her a six. But even thinking about it now, I could go five, to be honest. Five oh, truffles. I gave her a 7.5. What? Because I, I thought, like, if you took the head off, I thought it was very, very <laughs> panto-y. If you took 25% of the outfit <laughs> So, yeah, I gave the... It was marked higher because of the great use of the, like, sewing elements. And it's yeah. like, that's telling a story from at the back of this stage. Yeah. Mm, I... D- I'm very strict with me rules, so it's like I'm picturing myself at a pantomime. Can Respectfully I see you? disagree, but sure. That's fine. Next up, we have Tace. And like Natalie... Godmother. And like Natalie Ambrulia, I am torn with this one. <laughs> Wig by Paris Hair. Yeah, I know. Gorgeous, wasn't it? And the Nothing. way that it was... I don't know whether Paris would have um, done the, the, the stoning. Accoutrement. Um, so I, but she does actually stone sometimes, doesn't she? But the stoning was gorgeous on it as well. Yeah, it's kind of real... Like as if a wig and a crown ran at each other and yeah. just like all got broken up. Because the thing is, I think with stoning as well, like you can fuck up a beautiful wig with bad stoning. Mm. So it's it's a real test. Yeah, uh, I really liked how the, the crown was kind of in it. part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and shout out to the iconic double re- reference of double Kylie Minogue, double Queen Kylie. Why, why double? Well, I mean... What I saw was half Showgirl tour, that mm, gorgeous blue outfit, blue. and then half her as Le Fiver in Moulin Rouge. Okay, fine. That sure. sort of like little. It just reminded me of that with the wings and the and the thing. It just reminded me of her giving oh, you Kylie little, Mano, as Graham said, <laughs> little fairy glam. Um, yeah, I love the the Showgirl reference because I've that picture is just always on my pin boards. That yeah. lovely blue, fancy. and I just and the feathers were so nice. Uh, no, not a chicken feather in sight. And I just thought this is this is where I was like, oh, someone's got to be again the sacrificial lamb to the annoying rules of tv that like she's clearly been told bring a panto outfit and she's gone fairy godmother you wouldn't bring a fairy godmother costume if you'd been asked to bring a dame costume i really hated the wings calf did you what because they were were flimsy and shit but that's quite that's what i liked that was what saved the outfit not saved it i love the outfit but that's that's something uh, i thought all of it was a bit hokey pokey and rickety and that's what i liked about because it's panto i wouldn't want her to come out in like gorgeous like victoria not that anything's gorgeous about victoria's secret but like do you know what i mean like big like sort of ornate wings they were more sort of like little girl dressed up as a fairy i wasn't into it (laughs) respectfully disagree i felt like if you're giving me ostrich feathers you don't have to give me a smithy's wing set i gave her 7.5 truffles i mean it's still pretty high for saying that i gave her eight truffles um and if I can get what com- took it down from ten? The white nose contour. Ooh. Um, <laughs> if I can get confirmation that they were asked to bring just a drag out, just a panto outfit, then maybe it'd be a nine. Who knows? Before we get to Bimmers, I must say I've got to definitely be bringing the Wednesday legs into my repertoire. Oh my god, absolutely! <laughs> I thought very annoying that he is the guest, but what a fantastic fucking line! And next up, we have Bimini Bombolash. Pantomime baby doll in weekday wigs. Giving you the spirit of 
Who did she remind you of coming down that runway? She reminded me so much, the way she was walking and everything, of Lemon as the little... Oh, I loved that! <laughs> you know, coming down the as the little girl. pageant girl. It's so much. Like, she... Not only was the outfit fucking fantastic, but selling it, like that mm. walk and stuff, I was just like, this is... That is Panto. I loved the shoes. Yeah, me too. Gorgeous. I just loved... I, I'm going to be transparent. I loved all of it. <laughs> um, it's such a shame that two people did that it's behind you joke. But then as I wrote that, I thought, isn't it weird that all four of them didn't do it? <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that they both... It was like in the same font as well. Yeah. Both wrote the same thing on their butt. Um, I used to, that used to be my favourite bit or the like um, call and response in yeah. pantomime. What are the odd... Oh, I absolutely love Panto, but my worst fucking thing is when they pull people up on stage. Oh no! Okay, Every single time, I'm like, oh, I'm all, I'm drunk. Like, let I need to just be sat down. <laughs> I just thought she looked terrifying, but I was very into it. And that was a weekday wigs. That yeah. little blonde number, I um, loved it. And also as well, just like you could, baby doll is something that's like so overly done in people's drag anyway. So I just thought mm. like having that weird sort of like donut bun. And then I just thought all of it was perfect. It was like a perfect, like sort of like little girl length yeah. as well. Just thought that wig was fucking great. Um, but then if you're going to go down the stickler route, is a baby a dame? I think that was more proof that they didn't ask them to bring a dame because she was obviously giving you like spoiled little child. Mm. Um, I think if RuPaul isn't fully sure what a pantomime dame is, then they should all be loud. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if he doesn't know, then who's to say that any of them are dressed up yeah. as a dame? Um, but... I gave Bimini a nine, Me nine too. truffles, because I thought she, the assignment was done. Yeah. She came to work For today. Sure. Um, and next up, we have Ellie Damon. Royal Queen Pantomime Dame Realness. Now, maybe very controversiale. This didn't say panto to me at all. No. I don't, I, 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 what I couldn't really see is the link to like panto. I thought she was just giving you like old cartoon monarchy. Yeah. Like, we are fans of edging here at the pod. Ugh. But oh, what I'm not a fan of is seeing the edge of your hoop skirt. <laughs> Edgy diamond. <laughs> I don't want to see the edge of the hoop. I like, know. Pad it out. Get a little bit of fringe on that Surrey, you know? Surrey? Like something. Surrey with a fringe on top. Oh, pick up a book, Lukey. <laughs> um, and what, such an odd length. Yeah. And I thought, do you know what? Like, it was well done. I mean, I feel like this is just like the repeated. Every single week, I'm like, I don't like it. But it was well constructed. <laughs> But also when Rue was like, Tudor, I don't even know her. It was like, Tudor? Tudor. She's in like a mini skirt? Yeah. <laughs> like, what about that says Tudor to you? No. Like, what, she just because just she's got some ermine cuffs? <laughs> so I gave Ellie Diamond a, I've put seven, but I'm going to take it down to a six truffles, just because it, it, didn't, it didn't read panto to me. I gave it a seven as okay. well. Just, I thought... Yeah, I, I can get it, but it's just not very original, like, oh, Queen of Hearts and stuff. And, um, well, maybe this is coming up in the critique, actually, but I really didn't like it when they were talking about her makeup and then she was, like, going, oh, oh, faces. It's like, you're already painted going, oh, you don't need to <laughs> then do it. It's like when I had my lips done and people were like, let me see your lips. And I'd, like, start pouting. It's like, no, they just want, they want to see what they look like <laughs> without really trying to add to it. And also they are literally full of, is it rest of it? No, whatever. Ritalin. And then we finally get to see Boost Enders. I thought this was fucking great. It was good, wasn't it? And I'm so happy that we finally get an acting challenge that is like 
kind of like jokes, like the jokes were there and it was well written and it had good characters in it. Yeah. Although it did make me slightly bitter that they cut Lawrence together so well when she was so crap, actually, at the time. Well, I mean, it's good for everyone else, but it's not good for everyone else who's getting judged by Rue when Rue is true, just in the final true. product. But I would have rather had that and not, like, maybe I would have felt different if one of my angels had gone home because of it. Yeah. But I would have rather had a more cohesive, well done final product mm. uh, by cutting all of his bad takes together. Um I thought Bimini was, as bloody purr, really went for the sweet spot in this of, rather than just giving you, like, absurdism, read uh, your Blue Hydrangeas of this world. Do you know what I mean? Like, someone who just goes, like, all out, like, mental, and you're like, I don't understand what you're saying, I don't understand what your choices are, mm. but I'm just going to laugh because it's crazy. Rather than doing that, she goes for, like, heightened realism. Like, she was, she was, she she showed up for work. She was like, this is, I'm going to work I'm going to say the lines in an honest way. Like she was super fucking funny, at, but she was still giving you heightened dragness. Do you know what I mean? But it was, I just thought it was a good performance. Those facial muscles of hers were working overtime. So much face acting, yeah. so much stance acting. She was really, she must have been exhausted after. Always physical comedy, honey. Yeah. Very physically dexterous. Very physical. Yeah. Um, and I thought she was really great. As soon as Taste came on, I went, Get out. You are way too beautiful to be on set of a soap. Better have faces like that on a soap. <laughs> I felt very unfortunate about her wig choice. The fact that it was constantly getting in her way and she was having to move it very all that. the time. And I thought you could have just got to beat it and just, just, just for the hour. You could have just worn one of your very many sleek, straight wigs. <laughs> I think she was trying to look a bit absurd, look a bit cartoonish. I thought that Ellie Diamond looked like Pearl. You know, in that um, acting challenge that they do, like... The hoodie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, but when she's playing, like, the old person yeah, in that family mom, scene. The yeah, the pillhead. I thought she, she was... Her face really looked like Pearl then. I thought, that's a show. The pause before Lawrence said, try me, is enough for a BAFTA. I was like, okay, bitch, okay. Um, and actually watching it back, I think I would have preferred... I think the Phil role was the best yeah 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 yeah. what about Bimini's jump with that slap it's like she was going for gold in the gymnastics (laughs) olympics she literally like again physical comedy a plus how many spins did you do 720 rotation uh we need to talk about the fact that tace's wig by the end of it was hanging on by a thread it was like basically glued to the back of her neck there was so much hair on show i was like you're lucky that this is ending now because if there was one more scene scalped we see like yanked it forward at one point didn't she she deserved that yank so zingers and mingers le zingers and le mingers um so for my zinger i put bimini's cat slater wig the i i imagine it was a hard front <laughs> that pc cat i just i would like to see that on a lovely fashion outfit <laughs> i absolutely loved it um that's not from the runway but i don't give a fuck <laughs> what so about yours that? your zinger that's my zinger yeah, yeah, yeah. my zinger was taste's Fairy tale princess Paris wig with yeah, the sparkles. That, that does need a yeah. That's very you though. I do like sparkles. I, although I don't think I've ever seen you in an updo. In no. an updo, um, we need to make that happen. Let's talk your minger. My minger, minger was Bimini's cancellator wig. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to slash it with the Phyllis wig, but. I would rather wear the Phyllis wig than the Scats mm. later. My minger was, even though the wig itself was absolutely fine, my minger was Lawrence's Waves just because I thought it it 
you got no place being here. Yeah, I just thought it would be absolutely fine on any other runway, but it just didn't fit with Dame for me. No. It wasn't actually a minging wig at all. It was just not fitting with uh, what I hoped she would bring to the runway. Sure. Um, then we go head back in to the critiques. Now, full disclosure, Feet Sam Smith, uh, I actually don't care about the critiques. <laughs> every, every time, because they're just getting more and more sort of disparate and like they don't really make sense every time it comes back to the critiques i'm like oh, just fucking tell us michelle visage being like oh you should have made it more of a karen character it's like that is the reach heard around the world what, well just no that's obviously is- the whole joke her name was karen mitchell and the first thing she says is can i speak to the manager so oh that uh, take complete, it back completely went over my head to be honest i was like <laughs> that i felt like that was the first time i was hearing that i was like well that doesn't make any sense but okay yeah sure and then we head backstage for Untucked Thoughts, Lukey. <sighs> Little Tacey's feeling it, isn't she? <sighs> We're all feeling it. I feel exactly the same as Tace. I don't understand. I feel like she they've created a narrative for her where, because she is so beautiful and because she's so exquisitely turned out, that they keep on like just underestimating everything she does. Like For Michelle to be like, oh, I'm so surprised that you were really good. It was like... She has been fucking hilarious. Like, a lot of the time that she's been in the bottom, like, it was not deserved. And they keep on, they're, they're like, so surprised by her doing anything that's not her being gorgeous. Well, yeah, it's like with a horror. Why, if you're beautiful, do your other talents get forgotten about? Like, yeah. when Rue was like, oh, maybe you'll be funny this time. It's like, I've shown you comedy twice. So you just forget it because you all you see is beauty and you just assume all I can do is beauty. Like, you literally ignore all the times I've proven to you I can do other things. Exactly. And it's almost like, say, like, with a comedy challenge, like, both taste and a horror were good yeah but they all that in snatch game as well the whole narrative it was that they were like oh we were were actually really surprised like we didn't think you were going to be any good and then i suppose maybe because ellie and lawrence don't bring it visually like them to do that they feel that they have to really sort of pull up their comedy Mm. and be like oh yeah yeah actually like i don't know it's just again it's like this judging is very reminiscent of Canada's Drag Race, where it's like, it's all very confusing. And maybe we're not seeing the full picture. Maybe if we were there, then it would make more sense. But also, when it gets to this point, like, the girls are all really good and they yeah. have to be nitpicky. Like, it's their, jo- it's their job to find something bad to say, isn't But it? she's definitely being boxed in as, like, a fashion girl. And mm-hmm. so they're like, oh, the look's always on point. And every single week, they're like, oh, you're gorgeous, but... Yeah. What about when Ellie was like... Um, well, actually, when Lawrence fluffed up her lines, I was like, oh, hen, shut up. Like, like, pass the parcel. Taste <laughs> passing the blame onto Ellie. Ellie's passing it on to Lawrence. I just thought you've literally only just made up and now you're like, actually, it was Lawrence's fault. I was like, pick your battles, honey. <laughs> I mean, I get that that, that is going to be distracting and it is going to, like, confuse you a little bit. But, yeah, like, you've literally only just... Won them round if you even I have know. done that. And I had that pit in my stomach again. I thought, oh my fucking God, if Tace is in the bottom, mm. heads will roll. Heads will roll. And the winner this week was Ms. Bimini Bomboolash. I thought, just give her an EGOT already. <laughs> All right, question time. Go on. Who else has had four main challenge wins, including Bimini? There are six. Six? Yeah. Fucking Four hell. in the normal seasons, two All-Stars. Okay, for All-Stars, would it be Bendela? Nope. No. I thought she smoked it. Alaska? Yep. Shangela? Nope. Trinity? Yes. It would be someone that smoked the competition. So Sharon? Yep. Jinxie? Nope. I think you've had plenty of guesses now. So the remaining two are Shay in season nine, 
and Gigi, very good. Really? I would never have thought that about Gigi. Um, but fantastic. Um, Lawrence is safe, which means that Tace and Ellie are the bottom two and they must lip sync. How did you feel? I knew it was coming. I could sense it in the waters. Yeah. The only thing that was ever going to release some of the terror and fear about this was when the music started. I I had to, I text Lukey straight away being like, when you hear what the lip sync song is, you are going to pass out. You tell him why, Luke. I think I've mentioned a couple of times, I'm a big fan of the steps. Big fan of the steps. As soon as I heard that little samba drum come in at the beginning, I had to pause it because I was too overexcited. I like screamed (laughs) and paused it and then went to the text and then saw that you had been like, you're gonna freak out we have been begging for some british royalty to be the lip sync and they did not disappoint well just the other week we were demanding we see steps on the main stage and here we are i think we are the positive change that we like to see in the world yeah absolutely um but big shout out to who i mean i know this but tell the tell the listeners of the pod who's your favorite steps member Lisa Scott Lee. Uh, I think I like her because when I saw them at Top of the Pops, we made some nice eye contact. But really, just love all the gals. I mean, even love the boys. I just love them. I absolutely love Photoza. Just can't. Photoza? Photoza. I can't, cannot get enough of her, of her renegade hair choices. Truly. Thoughts on the lip sync? Okay, so um, I obviously watched this entire lip sync through tears. So, um, but... I thought, personally, if I was going to do a Steps lip sync, I would be giving you early 2000s, like, band moves, and I would make it cheesy. Where, like, Steps are the gayest people in the world. Where was the camp? Where was the cheese? Where was the fun? Where was the choreo? Like, off the top of my head. Where was the Claire nose scrunches? Thank you. That would have been the first thing I would have done. If I close my eyes and think of the chorus, straight away it's got disco fingers. Like, geese. You, how can I describe disco fingers? Um, they're Is a sort of, they're a, a low level hip point. It's either that, that, that or, it's, or a disco turn. The yeah. hip. But it's like, come on, girls. Like maybe because Ellie is born in 2015. Yeah, does she, she even know who steps are? Wow. I'm going to take her gay card off her if she don't. You. Yeah. You, yes. a pan woman. Yes. Take, sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I just thought. I'm not going to, do you know what I wrote next to Ellie? Oh, I don't want to be nasty on the pod. Sounds like she's going to be nasty on the pod, guys. <laughs> the rumours are um I thought it was a bit I thought the performance was a bit regional do you know what I thought about Ellie's performance what did you think about Ellie's performance that's not a person hearing music and dancing to it that's a person who has seen Pose and Legendary and Ballroom and is just recreating yeah all she's doing is like duck walking and stuff like that I didn't notice I feel like that's the all all of her performance is just like gay dance moves like the Miss Cracker like just all the like None of it seems like authentically what she wants to do. She's just doing like, these are moves that drag queens do. What do you mean gay dance moves? They're just drag moves. Well, that's what I mean. But it's like, like, Taste doesn't. Taste just dances how she dances. She doesn't have to rely on doing these like classic drag moves that we've seen on Drag Race over then. Yeah, exactly. The TikTok thing. I 100% agree. I think that's such a good... uh, that's such a good articulation of like what the problem was. I think like a good drag performer will dance and entertain the audience. Sure. A great performer will listen to the song and give you a completely different performance to, I need like, I need like to see an entirely different queen from their steps performance to their Ariana Grande performance. Do you know what I mean? Like, and she was just 
performing. You could have turned switched that song to a Miley Cyrus song and it would have been the same performance. She probably did the same in memory. <laughs> <laughs> giving you a giving you a sassy little boom cat at the back of memory. Um, um I just thought it was too joyless for steps. Exactly. Like there wasn't I'm not a cheesy queen. I'm not like a, a shot like I'm not a tits and teeth queen. But if the song calls for it, then you're best to be given it. Like that's that that's the spirit of the song. Do you know what I mean? Like steps aren't there like giving you hair flips and like it's like not sexy. Simple, basic choreo you could yeah. learn at home. And it's, it's it's butlins. It's not sexy, is it? Like mm. it's um well, I mean, Faye Tosa just can't help herself giving it sex, you know. <laughs> if it's in your blood, it's in your blood. But um yeah, I was. I, I didn't really feel. I felt it a bit more from taste because taste gives you like taste's stage presence is like affronting. <laughs> like as soon as she does anything, like she knows her body so well that like she and she's very musical. Whereas I didn't think, like I said, Ellie's performance wasn't musical at all. It could have been any song. Yeah. Whereas at least with taste, like she wasn't giving me joy and happiness. She wasn't giving me. I thought the right style, but she at least like hits all of the music points very well. Yeah. And those samba drums have been giving you a lot of points to hit. Yeah, absolutely. Special mention again to Lawrence Cheney in the background, the original pointer sister, just giving <laughs> you like drunk mum at the pub in the background. Just but like, that's the vibe. Yeah, isn't it? She goes so, I, I felt a bit cheated. I was like, hold up. What I really fucking want to see here is Lawrence Cheney and Ginny Lemon duking it out in the steps. Because <laughs> uh, that, that, I feel like they'd be able to give you the right energy. Yeah. Um, and Do you know who'd be able to give you the right energy? Who? Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I think that I'd be able to give the right energy, but maybe I'd watch it back and be like, Ugh. no, right, fuck it. I would be able to. I'd have a couple of, couple of liveners backstage and I'd be going, going wacky for the girls. So then it ends up being... A double save, Lukey thoughts. I, I'm going to have to get better because I'm bitter <laughs> at the moment. We it have been waiting for that for a long time, though. <laughs> like that's you getting better, not the double save. Sure, sure, sure. The, the fact that you let a horror slip through your fingers, like looking at this, if anything, it should have been a double elimination. <laughs> double Send save. them all home. <laughs> I don't think like there's obviously like in their production notes that they want a four for the top thing, but it's like, why has that got to be coming was, down on a yeah, horse fault? It was, it was a weird one because as a, as a, as a lover of the drags, as a lover of the show, like it was strange because I thought when the decisions are made like this, it, do you remember the first time, a bit of uh, trivia for you here, oh, fuck. when was the first double save? It can't have been Alyssa and Tatty, because that's All Stars 2, so that would have been much later. Yeah. I'm not sure. In the meantime, while we're thinking of it, though, has I'm- anyone... Um, survived more lip syncs than four lip syncs. I was trying to look on all the fandom things and I couldn't find anything. So I think maybe Tace is the first person to survive for lip sync for your lives. The first person ever. I think so. So have you given up on who was the first double Shantae ever? It was a bit of a... (laughs) Um, The first double Shantae in history was Drag Race Season 3. Can you name who it was? Drag Race Season 3. We're talking Raja as the winner. Yara Sofia and Carmen Carrera were both saved for the Spanish version of Hey Mickey. Really? That's what it says. Oh, Mickey. Uh, so most sad. importantly, it 
I actually have a list here of all the double chantés that have ever happened. The first double chanté was Yara Sofia and Carmen Carrera. Uh, on season four, uh, Sharon Needles and Fifi got to stay. Oh, because, because Willem left. Exactly. Um, so that was a bureaucratic double save. That's not know? a double save. Then the next double save was Whip My Hair. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then on season six... Oh my God, on season six, Derian Lake and Bender La Creme got a double save. So is there like one every season? This is mental. That must just be tic-tactical because they had so much beef. Pharamone and Cynthia Lee Fontaine both got to stay because... Because old what's-her-name broke her knee, yeah. Eureka. Um, season 10 had two double chantés. First being Eureka and Cameron Michaels to New Attitude. And then... Aquaria and Eureka. Yeah. Oh, in the, in, in in the, the semi final. And then another absolutely legendary um, double chante was season 11, Evie Oddly in Brooklyn Heights. Oh, that was great. Absolutely fantastic. Up there, really in the pantheon. Such just so uh, gay. Um, and then Heidi N. Closet and Jackie Cox. Forgettable. Alex <laughs> Newell's Kill the Lights. And then Can- Candy Muse and Simone. I feel like a double chante. First of all, I did not realise that there were so many. There's basically been one every single episode. Mm. Um, I feel like a double chante should happen every so often. We're talking like Evie Oddly and Brooklyn Heights. Both of them were fucking fantastic, of course. We're talking um, Alyssa and Tatiana. Of course, they've both got to stay. Do you know what I mean? When it's a moment when it's like, okay, these like, two queens. Like how could you possibly decide? Yeah. Anyone that follows the Truffle Pigs, you've seen what the who the Truffle Pigs are supporting. Mm-hmm. Personally, I am Team Bimini with Team Taste Rising. Um, I believe that if we're going by the stats, if we're going by our truffles from all of the um, show, it 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 has to be Bimini. Mm. But I think Taste has brought beauty to the Drag Race stage that we've never seen before, and I love her, and I think she's a fucking great role model. Actually, they're both our fuck. I don't even know why I'm blabbering on. Just crown them yeah, both. It was a simple question. I don't know Double me crown thesis. them both. It's because I fucking care about the girls, Lukey. So <laughs> take your thesis. thesis. Not the thesis. Uh, uh, I thought I was team Bimini until it scrolled along down and Taste just flashed that supermodel smile at me. So now I'm all up in the air. I'm confused. I'm straddling. Okay, Lukey, let's talk. Season three, Dreamcast. For my Dreamcast this week, I'm going to go Mocha Drag Queen. Oh, little Mocha. Mocha? 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 Who knows? Is that the American? She has the power of God and anime on her side. You probably recognise her crazy cartoonish anime eyes and pain. The fantasy. Just... Always giving you the wacky looks, but always giving you the beauty as well. So much variation, despite having like a really cartoony look. And one a good good gal power for a horror. She was in her. Do you remember her um, Wizard of Oz photo shoot? I believe exactly. she was in that, wasn't she? Yeah, she's just great. It's Mocha Doc Drag Queen on the Insta. Give her a follow. My season three Dreamcast this year is um, she's the balmy beauty of Brighton. She is Ms. Anubis Finch. Um, and she is. Did you know this? She's an English Egyptian queen of the UK. Um, and I just love her drag. She is always giving you... She's a she's a songstress. Uh, she's a performer. But always giving you real, a, real beauty. And I think as well, she is super young 
as well. Maybe it's just that gorgeous little face. Um, but definitely go check her out. She's called Anubis Finch, A-N-U-B-I-S Finch um, on Instagram. And she is just a super exciting queen. She's also a truffle pig princess, shout out. And she actually always gives you fucking gorgeous wigs. I believe she gets a lot of wig chapel ones. And so they're super sculptural. Just um, drag from a really unique perspective and I think you'll love her. So go check her out. Go show her some love. Go drop some fucking love on them photos of Mocha and Anubis and tell them, tell them Cliffhanger sent you. Next week, <sighs> is Ellie Slenderman? <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to address the donkey tail in the room? Donkey tail? Did you not, with, in them trousers? Oh, all I could look at was just like how sort of 93% of her body was legs. And the other 10% was donkey tail <laughs> hanging dong. Well, I've done uh, a screenshot of the Slender Man so we can zoom into the donkey tail. Uh, please, taste in her rehearsal mullet. Into it. Very into it. We don't wear mullets in rehearsal enough, I don't think. No. Like a lovely just sort of... Uh, just a loose goose. Yeah, very into that. I'm uh, very happy that the final thing is a song and dance number, which does bode well for our honeys. Absolutely. Um, but the most important thing to happen this entire episode, maybe this entire season, is the return of Ginny Lemon. Her fucking face. Did you see what she had on her feet? <laughs> no, I was... I she has plastic fish on her feet. Oh, what, those AliExpress slippers? Yes. That is what she is wearing. And then some sort of like tweed waistcoat. I don't even know what she had on her body. Mm -hmm. I think that she is possibly the greatest drag eyes that we've ever, of our time. (laughs) I just love seeing all the old girls back again. It's exciting to see what have you done? What are you wearing? What's your face like? Have you changed? Yeah, what work have you had done? Um, I hope someone has had a full, who's had the craziest uh, plastic surgery journey? I mean, Trinity. (laughs) Oh, in total, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see a full Trini. Trini and Susanna M makeover. <laughs> uh, but very exciting to see all the girls back. Yeah. And they always, always seem so hot. I was worried that Ginny wouldn't come back because obviously she wasn't invited back for the uh, for when they all returned before. Well, that was to win a place back then. And the return of Veronica Green. Oh, was she there? Yeah, she was. Oh, lolly. I've seen on the uh, interwebs that she might not be returning for season three. What? Why? I don't know. I just read the headlines. I don't read the body. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got time for that. I'm a busy woman. Um, interesting. Interesting. So I'm very excited for next week and uh, the final episode. Oh. Can you believe? Rose and Thorn. Okay. So for my Rose, this is a bit basic, but you're basic. Um, was Beastenders. I just thought, finally, we're getting an acting challenge where they're they get to be funny. They get to be great characters. It's fucking great that it's EastEnders and I've just, I was really happy for the girls. I Lovely. thought that that'll go down in the pantheon of, of great challenges. You? Steps, steps, steps on the <laughs> runway. Of course, of course. I can't, I feel like we spoke it into existence yeah, though. they deserve God, it. the power we have, Loki. No. Unbelievable. I told you, they're off, clearly listening to this pod. <laughs> um, and then your thorn. My thorn was a, the ill times double save. That Left was a bad taste as in well. my mouth. I, I put sore about the double save. Mm. And it's because, let's be real, I had to watch a horror go. And I, don't, I can't remember whether we touched on this earlier, but I'm just, it's worth saying now. Like, you need to, a double save is such a fucking moment that it needs to feel justified. It needs to feel like, do you know what? Them two girls were so fucking good. And that was not what happened this week. So yeah, then it left it just me on feels, a downer. And it just feels a bit like, production then and then it feels like okay maybe this isn't that fair maybe Mm -hmm. this isn't like that they're actually not making decisions based on talent and creativity maybe it's based on like what need what will make the show look the best yeah and what that should have fucking been is a double save last week and then gotten rid of someone this week yeah 
I concur. So I'm a bit sore about that. Um, but this has been the semi-final. So that means next week we are going to be hitting you with the final episode, maybe, of Cliffhangers um, Season 2 Drag Race. And so I guess until then... Bye! See you later!